This weekend our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This weekend our collective heads This weekend our collective heads Let's talk some gaming news. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Twiatch. Uh, I'm here giving you gaming news like I do every single week. And um, sometimes I'm solo, sometimes I'm not. Kevin's not here today, which means I get to run the show. I get to do whatever I want. I get to say whatever I want. So, hello, everyone. Welcome to The Patrick Show. Um, first up, we want to talk about uh, something we talked about last week. We talked about the uh, Tomb Raider two, uh, sorry, Tomb Raider remasters. Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3 were getting remasters. And now that's not going to happen. Uh, it was an update to what we were talking about last week, which is unfortunate because Tomb Raider, like I mentioned, is one of my favorite uh, games that I played a lot of uh unfortunately uh it's not happening uh original story we were talking about was published on 311 uh march 11th we were talking about um the rematch that was going to be done and then be sold through uh through steam uh unfortunately uh they don't have uh, sorry they're they're going they're canceled um and i was trying to look into exactly what happened there i think it has to do with uh with copyright um i've been searching to find the full um behind the scenes stuff but um Oh, sorry, I have a company statement, though. Uh, said, uh, we're refocusing on new projects involving augmented reality on uh, iOS and VR on PC. We're committed to third-party license. We're not committed to third-party license anymore. Um, I thought it had to do with copyright, but it doesn't. Um, kind of sad, in my opinion. I really like the old Tomb Raider games, and they were doing some pretty cool stuff with the, uh, the remasters in regards to um, just getting them kind of all graphically on the same page it wasn't near as you know the the new tomb raider games the reboot or anything but i thought it was pretty cool that was pretty fun um and unfortunately we're not getting it now and that brings us up to more in my opinion unfortunate news because atari is still trying to push this atari box they're now referring to as the atari vcs uh which is the uh the name for the original 2600 uh, I don't see why they're doing this, honestly. Um, well, I see why they're doing this, but I think it's a really dumb, dumb idea. Uh, they're talking about how it's going to be... It's not going to compete with the PS4 and the Xbox One. It's going to be its own thing, uh, and it's supposed to change the way that, you, the, way that the living room uh, works, which is pretty much what they said about the OUYA. That's what I'm getting flashbacks here. Uh, every time that I see stuff, uh, every time I hear them talk about this, they're trying to find that niche market kind of like Nintendo has, where it can be in every household, but it's not a direct competitor to the Xbox One and the PS4. Unfortunately, it's going to be really hard to, to get in there and have a selling point. Atari thinks, I think, by name brand alone that they're going to be able to do this, but I feel like this is exactly what the Ouya was trying to do, which was try to come up... come up with a console that you get a bunch of indies on, you get um, emulation on, you could get, in this case, instead of emulation, they're actually gonna have old school Atari games. I don't see most people having this. Uh, I think that 
the Super Nintendo Classic that came out was was great, and it got people's nostalgia. But for the most part, that didn't get, that didn't go in like everyone's household, and people don't play it as much as they play PC and Xbox. Uh, there are people out there who who play it a lot, but in my opinion, I don't think that uh, that it's really going to have that much impact uh, in comparison to. Um, Nintendo. Nintendo has that niche market. So while they're saying they're trying not to compete with uh, with Microsoft and Sony, they're competing with Nintendo. If you're not competing with the big boys, you're competing with the other big boy, who is in a ton of room, a ton of families' uh, homes, and more and more and more people are adopting the Switch, which, in my opinion, is my favorite console of this generation. Um, I mean, I love my Xbox and I love my PlayStation, but the Switch is just so fun, uh, and the ease of portability in it is just amazing. So, yeah, that's that's my. That's my vote. Um, so we talked about Paragon quite a while ago. Uh, if you don't remember Paragon, Paragon was another one of the uh, arena hero shooters that people were trying to come out with. This came out, um, I want to say it came out after Overwatch. I can't remember exactly. Well, yeah, sorry, it did come out after, after Overwatch. Um, completely, it was, a, it was a complete dud. I mean, you're trying to compete with Overwatch, which wasn't going to work. And you're trying to do it in a way that was not uh, unique enough. In my opinion, it wasn't a complete copy the way that Paladins is. But Paragon was was pre- it was close enough that people didn't have a hook, didn't have a way to distinguish this and say this is the reason I should play Paragon as to the others. So uh, as as we mentioned before, Paragon was shut down. Um, it's no longer no longer a thing. And uh, Epic Games has released all of the assets for the game for free uh, on the Unreal Engine. So what that means is if you want to make video games and if, you, or if, you're curious, if you like tinkering around and making video games or if you want to make a game and you want to revive it, you know, whatever you want to do, the assets are free. You can just download them and you can make whatever game you want. Uh, you could, if you liked a specific hero and you want to make a, a game around that hero, go for it. The assets are free now. Uh, they've given them out so you can Go for it and do it. One thing I would suggest if you do something like that, and I promise I'll be brief on this, but if you want to do something like that, um, I would highly encourage you to grab free assets like this, build uh, like kind of a, an alpha build of the game, or actually it's pre-alpha, um, to shop it around to, that way you can shop it around to developers, that way you can shop it around to, if you don't want to um, pair up with any developers, shop it around to um, artists to say, hey, this is what I'm going for and I need you to flesh out this character and and that way people don't look at your game and think, hey, that's the guy from Paragon or that's the girl from Paragon or whatever. You, um, I would suggest using those assets if they're if they're very unique assets like character assets, I would suggest using them as just as placeholders. Uh, it's my opinion on it because once your game gets released, it's everyone's going to look at that one asset and say, "Oh yeah, they took it from that." Um, unless you want to do it in a sly way, um, you just don't want to become the next Flappy Birds. Is really what I'm getting at. You're not going to get attacked um, monetarily because they gave out the assets for free, but still, you just don't want to be in that position. Um, Cyberpunk uh, uh, 2077, sorry, 
um, we've been talking about this for a while. CD Projekt Red uh, is a new game that they've been working on for um, wow. Let's, what is this, four years now? Uh, we got some new uh, information in regards to uh, multiplayer and microtransactions on that. Uh, and um, they said that they would likely add multiplayer, uh, could be later to, added on later to, for, for further extensions of the game, which I'm, I'm really happy about. I don't want to see... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like to see games where single player is a, is a side note and multiplayer is the main bit because what happens there is you just they just create some maps that can be fun and then um, there's no story there's no depth and there's not that much you know depth to why you're doing the um, why you're doing the multiplayer uh, single player used to be the thing and I think that actually I've talked about this uh, quite a bit on uh, on the show before but to recap uh, single player, for Call of Duty, they were talking about to make single single player Call of Duty. Uh, I think it was sixty or sixty five percent of the cost of making the game went into single player. So they said, you know what, that's expensive. We're just going to make the multiplayer. In my opinion, that means the multiplayer game should be twenty dollars. If you're going to spend less money on making the game, then it shouldn't be sixty dollars. Doesn't make any sense to say the budget's way too high. Let's cut the game. Let's make it for let's make it for cheaper and sell it for the same. No, 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 no. You go double A at that point, and that's when you do something like uh, Senua's Sacrifice, where you sell a game that's a good game for twenty or thirty dollars. Um, I think the majority of people. I'd like to see the. I like to see the uh, the numbers on this, but the majority of people that I've talked to who play Overwatch got it for a deep discount, and. That's fine because once you get in there, you have uh, microtransactions that people can uh, jump in on. Uh, I think that if a game is – Overwatch has enough replayability, but games like Call of Duty and others, if they're going to focus almost exclusively on the multiplayer and and not focus on the single player the way that you used to, meaning you cut your budget, you cut you, then you should cut your product, uh, product price. You're pr- cutting your cost by uh, 60%. Then cut your cut your product price by that. I mean, your your budget should directly should to an extent directly affect that. You can't keep selling. If if um, Ford or Toyota or anyone else said we came out with the new uh, with the new version of the old car and it actually costs us less than half the money to make, we're going to sell it to you for the same price. Everyone, well, I, I wouldn't say everyone. I'd say the majority of people would go, why would why would I pay full price for that? Why would I pay the same amount that I paid last year if it costs you half to pay for this year? Anyways, I, I can rant about that way too much. It doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, it doesn't make any sense that, uh, that they cut the cost and uh, they don't pass any savings onto you. They pass the buck onto you. Um, but hopefully these practices are going to be going by the wayside with the loot box legislation and stuff that people are, are talking about. I still say I would like to see loot boxes, um, any game with loot boxes that are microtransaction based, uh, any of those get a mature rating. And you just put on the back of the box where it says, oh, it's mature for violence, for use of drugs, whatever it is. Then just put loot boxes on there. I don't care if it's cartoon. I don't care if it's Sea of Thieves style cartoony stuff. Um, Then you say cartoon violence and loot boxes. Something needs to tell the parents 
this is a loot box. And parents need to be educated that loot boxes are basically gambling. You're teaching kids from a very young age. I mean, I'm playing uh, Fortnite with my with my nephew, and there are kids on there between the ages of 8, 10, 12, that are playing Fortnite, that, uh, and they're playing other games with loot boxes. You're teaching kids from a very, very early age how gambling works, how a, a, a random return system works, and if you get an, if you pay enough into it, you may get something good. So why is it okay to do that, but it's not okay for those kids to play poker? I mean, one of them you have more, you have more control over. The other one is completely random, and you're just show, you're shoving money, shoving their parents' money into uh, to keep it going. So yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, on to some good news, in my opinion, though. Battlefront 2, speaking of loot boxes, uh, Battlefront 2 is releasing all heroes, or has finally unlocked all heroes for all people, which I think is great. I think that this shows... Overwatch, to me, has shown that you don't have to put characters behind a paywall anymore. Used to be... For uh, I mean, this this really this whole system came from Mortal Kombat and other fighters, where if you wanted to play a specific game, then you need to put a ton of time into the game. It wasn't uh, back in, back then; it wasn't paying, but you'd have to put in a ton of ton of time to unlock characters. And with these style of games, with these style of games, it doesn't it's not needed. With fighters, I think that it still works really well. I think it encourages you to play the different characters. Um, with these style games, you don't really need to do that. Uh, there's enough advancement when it comes to um, unlocking specific weapon types uh, and uh, the card system that they use in there. Again, loot boxes, completely random. Uh, I think there's enough there that gets people going and the randomness of the, of the matches. And I mean, if you're skilled, if you're skilled at the at the game, um, and you have a decent loadout, which is your your equipment, then you have to rank up to a specific point, and then you can ca you can cash in after you've uh, racked up a certain amount of points in that game. You cash in those points to play the hero. That doesn't mean that immediately everyone's going to jump out and play Darth Maul and, and Luke. You still have to be a decent player in order to get to to play the character. You can't just jump in at the start of the match as Vader. What? Uh, it, well, except there's a the hero's mode for that. But th for the most part, you start as a stormtrooper or, or battle droid or whatever. You rack up points in your kills, which is like in single player, street fighter and all that, where you're playing the game and getting better. If you're good enough, then you, then you uh, after you die, you take the points that you used and you use those to to play as Vader or, or another character, and that's really, in my opinion, I think that's the way it should be. It's easier to, um, I wouldn't say track, uh, I wouldn't say uh, it's easier to track. I mean, uh, it's it's a way for them to look and say this person is doing well. Now they can play the character as opposed to any uh, seven or eight year old who's just going on there screaming into a microphone. Um, being able to play Vader uh, every single time because uh, that is uh, that would be game breaking and unlocking the characters isn't game breaking. Unlocking characters, I think, is probably one of the best moves that they could do at this point. No one, hardly anyone's playing Battlefront except for the hardcore people that play Battlefront and the hardcore Star Wars nerds like me who jump in every now and then and play. 
but at the same time that doesn't mean that everyone's uh, gonna be uh, on there um, playing as the heroes anyways I'm done rambling about that um, I like it but I don't like seven-year-olds screaming into my ear I don't know why that's a thing I hope I didn't do that when I was a kid because that's really annoying when you're playing Sea of Thieves or Fortnite and you're talking to someone and they're like they're just regularly talking and they start screaming over here over here I'm getting shot I'm like I don't have no idea where you are and you're screaming into the microphone um, or there he is there he is there he is there who is what are you talking about and then just screaming tired of it calm down kids tell me what you need and I'll help out if you scream into the microphone I just I'm at the point now where if, if, if someone does that I'm just gonna put the controller down like I'm not I'm not gonna deal with it on to more news though <laughs> enough of old man Patrick uh, talking about this uh, Dying Light is getting a quasi battle royale mode um, it's it's uh, six person last man standing with the the zombies that dying light has but it also has um there are also uh, achievements that you that they want you to um to take on there i think that's really cool i think this is dying light is a is a franchise that this can lend itself to very easily kevin and i talked about this in the, uh, before but the idea of uh, which i don't know if they've implemented in this and let me know in the comments if they have the idea of um it would be really cool if after you die you come back as a zombie i don't think that's part of the part of the way that it works but it'd be really cool if it was dying lights a franchise that has a lot of hardcore people really enjoying it and it's a franchise i have no idea why i have not played um i've said for years that my dream game would be an open world uh open world uh, grand theft auto style uh zombie game and dying lights close Dying Light is very close, so I need to try it out. I don't know why I haven't tried it out, but uh, Dying Light Bad Blood is what this what this is. So zombies, six person, last man standing, which looks really fun, and uh, at, I think also uh, it's a little more rewarding than a regular last man standing. Um, a regular battle royale because a lot of these regular battle royale modes what they do uh, is you is you play and you're fighting specific uh, people you're fighting uh, online uh, people playing online sorry um, and the people that you're playing online are probably a lot better than you that's how it works and when that happens it, it discourages some players from from playing and from digging into the game and doing better at the game and continuing some people um it's the whole dark souls model some people see that challenge and they go i can you know what i'm, I'm gonna do this i'm not gonna let this happen some other people go i don't want to deal with that video games are video games are fun video games are something for for us to do to relax and have fun some people relax and have fun by um literally just zoning out and having having fun and chilling and playing something like um uh, like rhyme or um i don't know about the witness maybe the witness uh sea of thieves i think is a pretty good balance because it's chill but at the same time you got some combat and other people don't mind that challenge and beating their head up against a wall uh, on their free time i'm one of those people like i find that challenge invigorating but I don't know. That's just me. Let me know in the comments what you think about that, what you think about this week's gaming news, and if you think that uh, Dying Light uh, Bad Blood will be the best Battle Royale game out.
will it dethrone Fortnite? Because something's going to. I foresee this being, I foresee something uh, overthrowing Fortnite by the end of the year. That's my prediction. Uh, let me know in the comments what you think that would be, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks for watching this week in our collective heads. Uh, subscribe over here and click the bell, and that way you'll know about any new videos that we put up, because we put up a lot of uh, gameplay, a lot of stories from games and stuff like that, and gameplay is down here. Yeah, and you got more editorials and new stuff down here. Check it out.